Hello and welcome to Thoughts from the Bible. I am Adam Zander and have been serving as a missionary in Romania for over a decade. Join me every week as we look at simple thoughts from the Bible to help us in our daily walk with Christ and our relationships with our fellow man. Hello from Romania. Hope your day is going well. Today we will continue our series from the book of Isaiah. Last time we looked at a message from chapter 9 entitled, Who is Jesus? And we looked at the names of Jesus. This week we will look at a message from chapter 10 entitled, Instruments in the Hands of God. Our verse for today is found in Isaiah chapter 10, verse 15. Isaiah 10, 15. Shall the axe boast itself against him that heweth therewith? Or shall the saw magnify itself against him that shaketh it? As if the rod should shake itself against them that lift it up, or as if the staff should lift up itself as if it were no wood. Isaiah chapter 10 is about Assyria lifting itself in pride against the Lord. The Lord had given the Assyrians the power and ability to conquer and rule over nations. He also used them to punish Israel. But they have become full of pride. The Lord clearly tells them that he will bring them down. Chapter 10 is also a prophetic passage about the Jews going through the tribulation. So there are many spiritual and doctrinal applications you can make from verse 15. Here are just three possible applications. One, God uses nations as he sees fit. He raises some up as his instruments to bring judgment, but he also can bring these same nations down. Number two, man is often lifted up in pride, thinking he also made himself great by his own hand, not realizing that the Lord is the one who has given him life. And a third possible application is a picture of the servant of the Lord working in the flesh. As ministers of God, we are instruments in his hands, but we often boast of how much we have done. We fail to remember we are but instruments in the hands of God, and it is his power through us that accomplishes his purpose. As we have been looking at how the book of Isaiah applies spiritually to the New Testament church, I would like to explore the third option. All saved people are instruments or vessels that can be used in the hands of God. God saved us and made us his children to do something. Yes, Jesus Christ died to pay for our sins and give us eternal life, but he has a much greater purpose for you and I than just going to heaven. You are his instrument that God can use. How do I know that? Because the Bible makes it very clear that he uses his people to tell the world of his saving grace, show the world his glory, and teach the world his ways. He uses us. That said, we are not robots or puppets. We have a free will to choose if we will be his instrument. 
But if we let God use us, then he will. Let's read a passage in the Bible that shows us this. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 6-11 through 11. For God, who commanded the light to shine out of darkness, hath shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels, that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. We are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. Always bearing about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our body. For we which live are always delivered unto death for Jesus' sake, that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our mortal flesh. So God wants to use us. Notice that God has put treasure in our jars of clay. Why? that Jesus might be shown through us. Let's read that in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verses 20 and 21. But in a great house there are not only vessels of gold and of silver, but also of wood and of earth, and some to honor and some to dishonor. If a man therefore purge himself from these, he shall be a vessel unto honor, sanctified in meat for the master's use, and prepared unto every good work. And then Philippians chapter 2, verse 13, For it is God which worketh in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. So we are instruments God wants to use. Romans chapter 6, verse 13, Neither yield ye your members as instruments of unrighteousness unto sin, but yield yourselves unto God as those that are alive from the dead, and your members as instruments of righteousness unto God. We are chosen as God's children to show this world the praises of God. We are to tell people how he brought us out of darkness and into his light. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9, the Bible tells us, But ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, and holy nation, a peculiar people, that you should show forth the praises of him who hath called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Jesus told his disciples that they would be witnesses for him. He has chosen us to tell the world about him. It is a great responsibility. In Isaiah chapter 10, the problem is obvious. The instrument is lifting itself up against the master. This is a trap many children of God get in. They think their own hands are doing the work. They think they are special and no one can replace them. The world teaches you are unique. No one can ever do what you do. Well, that sounds very nice, but it is not entirely true. Yes, you are a unique creation of God, and there is only one of you. But God can use someone else to take your place. Let's look at the three ways the instrument lifted up itself against God. These three things may seem similar at first, and they are, but there are subtle differences between them, and it is a progression. First, the instrument boasted itself. 
Isaiah chapter 10 verse 15 tells us, Shall the axe boast itself against him that heweth therewith? The instrument, in this case an axe, is boasting how much quickly it could cut a tree down. But it is just the axe. It is nothing but the tool a master woodsman would use in his hands. What does it mean to boast? To boast means to talk with excessive pride and self-satisfaction about one's achievements and abilities. As we serve God, we must be very careful how we boast. Is it always wrong to boast? No, it is not. But we must boast in the Lord and not ourselves. Boast in the Lord, for he alone is worthy of our boasting. Let's read about that in Psalms chapter 34 and verse 2. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Psalms 44 verse 8. In God we boast all the day long and praise thy name forever. Selah. The wicked and proud boast of themselves. They boast of what their hand and might has done. Many children of God are also this way. Some are full of obvious pride. Others hide it in their self-righteousness or false humility. Psalms chapter 49 verses 6 through 9. They that trust in their wealth and boast themselves in the multitude of their riches, none of them can by any means redeem his brother, nor give to God a ransom for him. For the redemption of their soul is precious, and it ceaseth forever, that he should still live forever and not see corruption. Be an instrument in the hands of God, and let him praise you and reward you. Do not boast for you are just his instrument. Proverbs chapter 27, verses 1 and 2. Boast not thyself of tomorrow, for thou knowest not what a day may bring forth. Let another man praise thee, and not thine own mouth, a stranger, and not thine own lips. And let's read one more passage in the Bible that speaks about boasting. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 12 through 18. For we dare not make ourselves of a number, or compare ourselves with some that commend themselves. But they, measuring themselves by themselves, and comparing themselves among themselves, are not wise. But we will not boast of things without our measure, but according to the measure of the rule which God hath distributed to us, a measure to reach even unto you. For we stretch not ourselves beyond our measure, as though we reached not unto you. We are come as far as to you also in preaching the gospel of Christ, not boasting of things without our measure, that is, of other men's labors, but having hope when your faith is increased, that we shall be enlarged by you according to our rule abundantly, to preach the gospel in the regions beyond you, and not to boast in another man's line of things made ready to our hand. But he that glorieth, let him glory in the Lord, for not he that committeth himself is approved, but whom the Lord commendeth. So first here in the book of Isaiah, the instrument boasted of itself. Second, the instrument magnified itself. To magnify means to make something appear larger than it is, increase or exaggerate the importance or effect of. 
In a positive meaning, it means increase or glorify. As you can see by a simple definition, boast and magnify are very different. Boasting is exalting one's abilities, and specifically what one has accomplished or achieved. To magnify is very different. You are making who you are, what you do, and what you have done larger than it really is. It is prideful lying. When you magnify yourself, you are stealing glory from God. You are making yourself more important than God. It is a dangerous thing to do. We are but men and women and the instruments God uses. Here in Isaiah, the Bible says, Or shall the Saul magnify itself against him that shaketh it? Here, the master craftsman is using a saw, and the saw exaggerates how important it is. It is but a saw. But the saw sees itself as equal or perhaps more important than the hand using it. It seems so silly when you say it that way, but that is what happens when we magnify our part in God's work. The Lord should be the one who is magnified. Psalms chapter 40 verse 16. Let all those that seek thee rejoice and be glad in thee. Let such as love thy salvation say continually, The Lord be magnified. Acts chapter 19, verses 15 through 20. And the evil spirit answered and said, Jesus I know, and Paul I know, but who are ye? And the man in whom the evil spirit was leaped on them and overcame them and prevailed against them, so that they fled out of that house naked and wounded. And this was known to all the Jews and Greeks also dwelling at Ephesus. And fear fell on them all, and the name of the Lord Jesus was magnified. And many that believed came and confessed and showed their deeds. Many of them also, which used curious arts, brought their books together and burned them before all men. And they counted the price of them and found it 50,000 pieces of silver. So mightily grew the word of God and prevailed. So here the word of God and the name of Jesus was magnified. We need to let the Lord be magnified through us. Philippians chapter 1 verse 20, according to my earnest expectation and my hope that in nothing I shall be ashamed, but that with all boldness as always, so now also Christ shall be magnified in my body, whether it be by life or by death. If God wants you to be magnified, that is, be increased or glorified, then let God do it, not you. For example, God magnified several men in the Bible, Joshua, Solomon, Hezekiah, and many others. Let's read 1 Chronicles chapter 29, verse 25. And the Lord magnified Solomon exceedingly in the sight of all Israel, and bestowed upon him such royal majesty as had not been on any king before him in Israel. So let God magnify you. Third and last today, the instrument lifted up itself. Here we see the progression. The instrument boasted itself, then magnified itself, and finally lifted up itself. This shows us the danger of thinking too much of ourselves. It leads to a very proud heart. 
Before a person reaches this point, they will boast how good they are or how much they have done. Then they will magnify and exaggerate how important they are. Finally, at the end, they will lift themselves up above their fellow workers. Satan probably went through this same progression. In the end, he lifted up himself and thought he was a god, as good or better than God Almighty himself. Ezekiel chapter 28 verse 2, Son of man, saying to the prince of Tyrus, Thus saith the Lord God, because thine heart is lifted up, and thou hast said, I am a God, I sit in the seat of God, in the midst of the seas, yet thou art a man, and not God, though thou set thine heart as the heart of God. Look what the Lord warned Israel in Deuteronomy chapter 8, verses 11 through 18. Beware that thou forget not the Lord thy God, in not keeping his commandments, and his judgments, and his statutes, which I command thee this day. Lest, when thou hast eaten, and art full, and hast built goodly houses, and dwelt therein, and when thy herds and thy flocks multiply, and thy silver and thy gold is multiplied, and all that thou hast is multiplied, then thine heart be lifted up, and thou forget the Lord thy God, which brought thee forth out of the land of Egypt, from the house of bondage, who led thee through that great and terrible wilderness, wherein were fiery serpents, and scorpions, and drought, where there was no water, who brought thee forth water out of the rock of flint, who fed thee in the wilderness with manna, which thy fathers knew not, that he might humble thee, and that he might prove thee to do thee good at thy latter end. And thou say in thine heart, My power and the might of mine hand hath gotten me this wealth. But thou shalt remember the Lord thy God, for it is he that giveth thee power to get wealth, that he may establish his covenant, which he sware unto thy fathers, as it is this day. Be careful, child of God. He has blessed us greatly, and with that blessing comes the responsibility to know that it is only by His grace that we have these blessings. Second Chronicles chapter 26, verses 15 and 16 is a warning not to let our heart be lifted up. Second Chronicles chapter 26, verses 15 and 16. And he made in Jerusalem engines invented by cunning men to be on the towers and upon the bulwarks to shoot arrows and great stones withal. And his name spread far abroad, for he was marvelously helped till he was strong. But when he was strong, his heart was lifted up to his destruction. For he transgressed against the Lord his God, and went into the temple of the Lord to burn incense upon the altar of incense. The Lord knows how to bring the proud and lifted up man down. Isaiah chapter 2, verses 11 and 12. The lofty looks of man shall be humbled, and the haughtiness of men shall be bowed down, and the Lord alone shall be exalted in that day. For the day of the Lord of hosts shall be upon everyone that is proud and lofty, and upon everyone that is lifted up, and he shall be brought low. Our hearts need to be lifted up in the ways of the Lord, not lifted up in pride. Second Chronicles chapter 17, verses 5 and 6. 
Therefore the Lord established the kingdom in his hand, and all Judah brought to Jehoshaphat presents, and he had riches and honor in abundance. And his heart was lifted up in the ways of the Lord. Moreover, he took away the high places and groves out of Judah. In conclusion for today, we are but instruments in the hands of God. We are not robots or puppets. We have a free will to choose if we will be his instrument. But if we let God use us, then he will. If we do the work of God, we can do it in our flesh and magnify ourselves or work with God as instruments in his hands. Which will you choose? We should be working with Jesus, not as independent instruments. 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 1. We then, as workers together with him, beseech you also that you receive not the grace of God in vain. I hope this short lesson from Isaiah 10 was a help and blessing. Next time, Lord willing, we will look at another message from the book of Isaiah. Thank you for listening, and I hope you have a blessed day. Thank you.